G'day Sports by Fry fans, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Sports by Fry podcast here on a Thursday evening discussing AFL fantasy after the teams were announced for round 17. Another nine games of fantasy footy set to kick off tomorrow with West Coast and Collingwood. Should be a pretty good round of footy and there's plenty of relevant stuff to cover with the fantasy world. Of course we saw a couple of debutants pop up, we saw some pretty big names missing from team sheets as well and some other big heavy hitters re-included into their side. So without further ado, let me dive into today's episode. Alright, starting with the aforementioned West Coast and Collingwood clash. Ripper game here in Perth on Friday, Arvo. Two ins for the Coasters. They're welcoming Tommy Cole and Josh Kennedy back to their side with Liam Duggan and Brandon Archie out. On Collingwood's side of things, they made three changes to their lineup. Matty Scharenberg, Josh Thomas and Josh Dacos are omitted with Levi Greenwood, Ben Crocker and then John Noble coming in to make his debut. As per usual, I'll talk all about the rookies in the hot topics part after I go through all the team sheets, but Noble, 170k midfielder, is someone to definitely keep our eye on. Sydney and Carlton are up next. Not a huge amount to report on Sydney's side of the ball. There are some coaches probably rocking with James Rose in their forward line on the bench. He was omitted for Kieran Jack, which, again, will hurt a few people. There's not too many blokes out there rocking Rose in their lineup, though. I mean, he was performing, well, not well enough, obviously. He got dropped, but he was going all right for a couple of weeks there, made a couple of bucks, but he was already had an inflated price. So I think he's in about 5% of teams, so nothing too pressing to address there. On the other side of things for Carlton, Caleb Marchbank and Jacob Wiedering are injured with Mitch McGovern managed, it's listed here. Hopefully Govzy can get back up and about. I do love uh, watching him in full flight. For the ins, they welcome Harry Mackay and Mackay, Mackay, one of them, and Paddy Cripps back. Cripps definitely an option now that he's priced in that 650 bracket. There's a couple of people asking questions about him, and he's someone that we need to keep our eye on for sure. But the big inclusion for Collingwood is Hugh Goddard. Finally, after being an emergency for what feels like the entire season, the 170k defender is getting a gig. He's Pretty relevant fantasy-wise. I think he has the potential to hang around for a couple of weeks. So again, I'll dive through all his numbers in a little bit. But if you need a defense downgrade, he's almost the pick of the bunch. Hawthorne and Freo are up next, clashing down in Tasmania. Two big ins for the Hawks. They welcome Chad Wingard back to their lineup, but also Grant Birchall after his injury layoff. I don't think he's played in over two years. So always been a big Grant Birchall fan. He's 350k, so he's... Maybe an option in defence, probably a little bit too risky, sight unseen, but could be someone that we take a punt on the next few weeks in an effort to get a rookie off our field. Uh, Connor Glass and Jack Gunston with a two outs for the Hawks. Freeman all made three changes. They have dropped Mitch Crowden and Griffin Lowe, so the Griffin Lowe out will hurt a lot of people. He was sitting on field for a, a few people, so it only costs you 10 grand to go from him to Birchall, which is a bit risky, but... Yeah, that could be a potential path. Aaron Sanderlands was the third player left out of that lineup. He's been managed and not making the trip to Tasmania. Sean Darcy, Ryan Nowhouse, and Stephen Hill, the three inclusions. Saturday Arvo will see Essendon and North Melbourne clash. No change to the Don side. Will Snelling is set to be an emergency again, along with Braden Ham, who had a pretty solid game in the twos. I covered all of that stuff in my Dream Team Talk Cash Cows article, so you can check that out if you have not already at DreamTeamTalk.com, but 
Snelling and Ham, I feel like we'll play senior footy again throughout the year, so don't go flicking Ham out of your lineup if you're still clinging onto him in your bench. For North Melbourne, Luke Davis-Uniac and Sam Durden are out. Jamie McMillan and Curtis Taylor back in. Taylor was someone who made his debut, well, I want to say five weeks ago, maybe a little bit longer, but he's a player in the forward line that'll be sitting on a lot of people's benches. Didn't go up a hell of a lot. He only had a 37 in his last outing, so priced at 185k, still in about 7% of teams. There's some people who'll uh, happily welcome back his heartbeat. Gold Coast and Adelaide are up next. The Suns are leaving Will Powell and Jack Martin out of their lineup with injuries. Sean Lemons and Michael Riscatelli coming in. For the Crows, Tyson Stengel comes in for his first game along with Riley Knight. And then Jordan Gallucci and Richard Douglas are the outs there. So Stengel is another bloke that we've had our eye on. Well, we've heard buzzes around him for most of the season. 211k forward. Probably a bit ill-advised. We saw what happened with Ben Davis, the bloke who was picked up and then dropped after one game. So I could see something similar happening. So I wouldn't advise snapping uh, Stengel up right away. But he could be good this week against the Suns. Geelong and St Kilda is the last game on the Saturday night. Asava Radigalia and Brandon Parfitt are in for the Cats. Lockie Fogarty and Jack Henry are out. On St Kilda's side, Josh Battle is out with an injury, which sucks because he played a couple of good games in a row and I picked him up in my draft league and... Got hurt on four last week, and that almost single-handedly cost me my draft win. So spewing there. Uh, Matthew Parker was the other bloke omitted. So he's someone that uh, may be still floating around in a couple of forward bench lines. I think we were, I have been pretty aggressive in advising people to trade out those type of middle-tiering uh, cash cows in the 350 to 400k mark. Tom Atkins, Michael Gibbons, another one that jumps to mind. Zach Butters, but... If they're playing, we saw just last week how important it is to have a playing emergency. So now that Parker's out of the lineup, there's nothing wrong with downgrading him. Probably not to the aforementioned Stengel, but for 211 grand, you can still get Ollie Hanrahan, who I do like. Sunday, we'll see the Tigers and the Giants go head-to-head. -head. No outs from Richmond's side just yet, but they welcome Jack Rewalt, Higgins, Josh Caddy, and Liam Baker into their squad. For the Giants, Josh Kelly and Zach Langdon are their two outs. Kelly is out with a calf injury for multiple weeks, so I've talked about that a few times this week, and I think it's wise to pull the trigger on him. The inclusions, we've already know that Ian Bobby Hill is going to make his debut. He is a first-round pick for the Giants that we thought might have played last week. If you listen to the corresponding episode of this podcast from last week, then you would have heard me talk about him. Mid-forward. 224k, kicks a couple of goals, has scored a few 60s, but probably wouldn't advise jumping on him. Uh, we saw Lockie Whitfield included again for the Giants. He's been declared a certain starter by Leon Cameron, so I think similar to a few of the premiums coming off a long injury layoff, it's wise to wait a week on Whitfield. The other ins for their squad that'll be trimmed sometime Friday Arvo is Daniel Lloyd, Matt Buntine, Matthew Flynn, and Jake Stein. The Bulldogs and Ds are up next. No changes to the Bulldogs lineup as of yet. They haven't put anyone as out, but into their squad comes Riley West potentially for his debut. Probably not. Lockie Young, Dale Morris, and Bailey Dale. For the Ds, Marty Hoare and Tom McDonald are both out injured. You can go ahead and trade Marty Hoare after his broken collarbone. The Inns, Jake Lever, Neville Jetta, Max Gorn. Thank God he's back. For those people that held him, including myself, uh, that's a great sign. Uh, Oscar McDonald and the Wagner brothers, Corey and Josh, into the squad. So not a hell of a lot to report there, although it looks like at this stage uh, we're going to see Kyle Dunkley hold his spot. He is listed on the bench on an extended squat though, so make sure you check back on Friday Arvo to see if he's still there. 
Last game of the round, Port Adelaide versus Brisbane. Sticking with the flavour of not making changes, Port Adelaide has listed no one out yet, although Trav Boak has been coming to the squad and will almost certainly play listed on the ball, so I would be absolutely stunned if he wasn't uh, in their lineup on Sunday Arvo, so there's one change to be had there. Brisbane, similar deal. They'll have to make two changes after listing Eric Hipwood and Luke Hodge as outs with Ben Keyes, Josh Walker, Reese Matheson, Jack Payne, Archie Smith and Oscar McInerney, the inclusions. All right, so now that I've gone through all the relevant stuff team selection-wise, let me talk about a few of the hot topics. One of the big talking points right now is which rookies do we need to grab? And we're almost a little bit spoilt for choice. As I mentioned, we've got three or four potential debutants this week and some blokes coming back into the lineup as well. We saw Josh Corbett last week. There's a few dudes who played um, in round 16 as well, like Hind and Hanrahan that I like the looks of. So down back, Isaac Quainor is definitely an option. A couple of people are looking at Griffin Lowe straight to him. I am one of those people considering a similar move, but... I'll be honest, I think I've been scared off a little bit by the fact that Jeremy Howe is going to come back into that lineup sooner or later. Collingwood hasn't been playing super great lately, so Quainer could hold his spot with a good game against the Eagles this week, but I feel like one or two more weeks and a couple of dud games and Jeremy Howe's a straight swap for him. Hugh Goddard, though, nothing wrong with nabbing him and the extra cash if Griffin Lowe's on your bench. I wouldn't go fielding Hugh Goddard, but he is definitely someone that you can look at. If I had to pick one, I would say on your field, go for Quainor because he's going to probably score more points than Goddard. But if it's on your bench, take the extra cash and side with Brennan Goddard. Not Brennan Goddard, rather. It would be nice if we could get him at 170k on our bench, but uh, rather try Hugh Goddard. In the midfield, Nick Hind is probably the most reliable bloke out there, but at 279k, I wouldn't advise trading him in now. He probably costs a bit too much. You could maybe take a punt on Curtis Taylor back for North. He could string a couple of games together, hopefully, in the back end of the year. There are some other options, like I mentioned, the debutante from Collingwood, Josh Noble. Noble has only played three games because he was a mid-season pickup for the Pies, so he's only played three VFL games, but in saying that, he has been pretty good in those three VFL games. He's averaging 23 touches. With that, he's going about 84 fantasy points. Uh, Curtis Taylor, who I mentioned, he's probably scoring a little bit less. I think he's just in the high 60s from his 9 or 10 VFL games. So those two I do like the looks of. Ian Hill and Jeremy or Jared Cameron rather from West Coast. There are a couple of blokes in the 200 price bracket, but I think you can probably go safely avoid both of them and go for someone like Noble or Taylor. Up forward though, I think Oliver Hanrahan is the pick of the bunch. 211k, scored a 70 last week. I think he'd be around for a couple of games. Nothing wrong with pouncing on Jared Cameron, who I just talked about, if you have a little bit more money. Kicked four goals last week, so he's doing something right. Curtis Taylor with that mid-forward status is definitely an option as well if you need a bit more cash grab. Stengel and Ian Hill I'd side a little bit against, but if they hang around for a couple of weeks, they could be decent options. Next topic I'm going to discuss is what to do in your defense. And now, I'm mainly talking about Griffin Lowe here because a lot of people, like I said, will be rocking him at D6. If you've got a bit of cash saved up and you want to try and make a trade to snag a good defender, I think Shannon Hearn is almost the pick of the bunch right now. He's 606 grand. I do really like the fact that he has a good run home. So I think there's nothing wrong with taking a punt on Bunger Hearn. Should score well against Collingwood this week, who give up a lot of points to defenders. Another bloke to consider in the similar vein is James Sicily. 570k he costs, so about 35 grand less 
or 36 actually, than uh, Hearn. Nothing wrong with grabbing Sick Dog. I'm an owner and have had him for a few weeks, and he's pretty good. Keep in mind, though, he, last week in his big 120, he had a career-high number of marks. So I wouldn't go expecting too many enormous scores like this, but it was good to see him down back being that link between you know, switching the play, getting a lot of those plus sixes and those mark kicks we all know and love. So Sick Dog is definitely an option. If you can go up, though, I like the looks of Crisp and Tommy Stewart. I've talked about them last week as well when people were trying to replace Caleb Daniel for someone. I think I side a little bit with Stewart and the 30 or 40 extra K you can save there. How often have you been 10, 20 grand short of making your desired move? And if you go Stewart over Crisp, it might help you do that further down the line. So those are some options that you consider maybe for Griff Lowe. In the midfield, a lot of people will be rocking with Josh Kelly. And obviously, with a multiple-week calf injury, he has to go. So... First and foremost, if you don't have any of the real big heavy hitters, I'm talking like Jack McRae, Adam Trelaw, Andrew Gaff, I think they're the ones to go for. Those guys are just always around the footy, have a really high floor. You can include Tom Rockliffe in that category, but I don't know, my gut just tells me to avoid Rocky for a little bit. If he goes ham against Brisbane this week, I might have to bring him in because he does have some luscious... Uh, matchups in the future, but I think I'm just going to wait one more week on Rocky. He might go out and drop another huge 140, but I'm going to test my patience and just wait on Rockliffe because I'm looking at making a midfield move this week, and I think that's what I'd advise coaches to do. If you want to try and save some cash, though, you can go down to someone who's not much cheaper than Rockliffe, but you can go down to Luke Shuey, who I think is a fantasy god at the moment, a bit underrated. He has burnt me in the past, so I'm a little bit hesitant to bring him into my lineup. I've always seemed to pick him up, and then he goes back to his 90s and doesn't score too well. But in his last, oh, let's say, two months, he's gone pretty consistent. He's had a dropped a pretty average 80 against St. Kilda. I'm just looking through some of his numbers now. But had 130 against the Crows, 128 against the Suns, 100 against Essendon. 140 against Hawthorne, and then 114 against the Dockers recently. There's other few duds in there, but those are pretty elite numbers. I do like the looks of him, but the other bloke who I've really warmed to considering in your midfield is Lockie Neal. He is priced under 700 grand. Now, he does come with a bit of risk because we have saw him put up some pretty average scores in the middle portion of the year, but he's gone 122, 134 in back-to-back -back games. I think he can score well again against Port Adelaide this week and doesn't have the greatest run home, but he does have some favourable fantasy matchups. So if you're looking at moving on Kelly, I think you should try and look for one of those blokes. That would be my best piece of advice. Time for some question and answers. So Paul Lewis asked me via Twitter, what do you think the scoring potential of Hanrahan versus Frio this week? Clutching at straws and may need to field him. Out of all the forwards that I've kind of discussed rookie-wise, I think he's a good option. If you want to, mate, feel free to uh, inbox me personally and I'll do some rankings for you. But Hanrahan should be all right against Frio. They're stereotypically a good defensive side, but they've been pretty crap lately. So... I wouldn't say do it with confidence, but if you're desperate and that has to happen, then it shouldn't be too much of a debacle, knock on wood. Stephen Cox asks, Gaff and Sicily or Merritt and Hearn? The fact that Gunston's out and Birchall in is scaring him a little. Yeah, that's something I haven't really considered. It makes sense to uh, avoid Sicily on that regard. I don't trust Zach Merritt, though. If you want to go for Shannon Hearn and pay a little bit extra, I'd probably advise someone other than Zach Merritt. Merritt's 709k, so you could get Lockie Neal in that saga. Maybe you already own Lockie Neal, so yeah, I, 
I haven't really thought about it, but now you've uh, got me worried about uh, Bertrand Lean and Gunston out. Gaffin Sicily on paper does sound like a better set of moves, but maybe you could even consider someone like Braden Fiorini um, in the midfield. You could also look at Bontempelli, Matt Crouch. So there are other options there. I'm not a huge believer of Merritt, but I am a huge believer of Hearn. Stephen Fayello asks, Bray to Gaff and then Logue to Birchall, or maybe a rookie to pocket extra cash, or should he do Rose to Hanrahan and Logue to Sicily? He's going for a league win, so he'd prefer one and then to look at rookies next round. I think that's a good idea. If you're looking at bringing rookies in this week or some of those debutants, you can afford to wait a week and do some other moves around your ground. Out of those moves, though, I really do like the looks of Bray to Gaff. I think Gaff could be great in the run home. You have to get rid of Angus Brayshaw. It's something I'm doing this week. So don't really feel confident about advising a virtual in. So in that case, I'd probably say Griffin Lowe to Isaac Quainor. Um, if it's on your bench, though, bring Hugh Goddard and pocket the money. Chris asks if Hanrahan is the best rookie. I think so. I will, on Friday, release my rookie rankings talking about which blokes I think you should trade in. And at 211k, I think for the, maybe not the third consecutive week, but definitely back-to-back ones, Hanrahan will be the most traded in rookie, that I, or advised as the most traded in rookie. So nothing wrong with that. If it's a midfield bloke that you need help with, I've already discussed that and similar with defense. But if I had to go the overarching rook, Hanrahan's my guy. Thomas Jeffries asked me via Instagram, who to replace Kelly with, Whitfield, Rocky, or Gaff? Great question. And I think Rocky can score maybe oh, the highest point totals in the next few weeks, but the bloke that you want to get for Josh Kelly, you want to keep for the rest of the season. Andrew Gaff is as consistent as they come. I've had him since before his buy. He's been fantastic for me. He's just a bloke you set and forget. You don't have to worry about potential captain option a couple of weeks, so... He's probably the bloke I'd advise first. Then Rockliffe. I think even though Whitfield has gone bananas and we know what he did in his last comeback game, he has had five weeks off from injury. So I don't think it's a good idea to snap him up right away. He could be fantastic, so it might be a good idea to save some money in the case that that happens and you can bring him next week. But I think it's wise to wait a week on him and go for Gaff. If not Gaff, then Rocky. Jenk Morgan, final question, asks, what do I reckon? Should he upgrade Logue to Sicily with 300 grand to then maybe do a rosy move next week or go Logue to Whitfield and then have 85 grand left over? I talked a little bit there about what I think you should do with regards to Whitfield. So I advise going to Sicily. He then asked a follow-up question if you should trade Nash and just move Logue to the bench instead. It's pretty interesting. I'm not... 100% sure if you should go Nash or Lowe. I think Lowe stands a better chance of playing again this season. Richmond has more to play for, so Frio could potentially get some more games into their young kids, and Lowe could be back, let's be honest. He has had some injury issues that have hampered his first half of the year, so I think trading Nash out is the better move there. If you can get Hearn over Sicily, I think that's the way to go. That would leave you with a little bit more coin in that saga. So, finally, my moves. I'm getting Griffin Lowe out to Shannon Hearn this week. I did a double downgrade last week, which pocketed me a ton of money. So, I'm getting rid of Angus Brayshaw. Now, I'm tossing up which two blokes to try and target here. I'm looking at a couple of different routes. I could go Rocky. I could go Shuey. I could go someone like Lockie Neal. But I think I'm going to really roll the dice and go with Braden Fiorini for the fact that he has Adelaide this week, who are by far the easiest midfield to score against. And then following that, he has Carlton. So he is only in 1.8% of teams, so it's a real unique play out there. He has had 83, 91, 85 in his last three games. So 
not exactly numbers to uh, justify trading him in, but I have faith that he can be a good two-week experiment. If he sucks after those two, then he's still at a decent enough price that I can turn him to someone like maybe Josh Kelly. So I think I'll side with Fiorini, not locked in stone. I'll have to wait and see what the final teams look like on Friday Arvo. And that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you don't miss the big Thursday sit-down that JLo and I just finished recording, covering a lot of NBA free agency stuff. goes for about an hour and 15 minutes, I think. But if you want to skip to the AFL fantasy stuff, that kicks in at about the 50-minute mark. So plenty to listen to there. I'll be back doing the round wrap-up early next week. And if you have any questions before lockout hits, feel free to flick them through to me at Sports by Fry on whatever form of social media. But otherwise, good luck in round 17. Until next time, peace.